all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. What's going on, everybody? Come on in. It is Monday night. Yes. It is time for prayer to command your day and to command your week with the power of prayer. Prayer is going to be amazing tonight as it always is. I need for you to go ahead and like this video. Tell me where you're watching from. Share this video tonight um, so that we can go in. When you share, you are literally communicating to somebody that you care, all right? When you share it, you're literally transforming the lives of other individuals in an amazing way. And I want to encourage you to do that. I got to just pull this because that is, there we go. <laughs> uh, you're literally transforming the lives of other individuals. And I got to make sure that we are doing everything we can do to reach people with the power of prayer. So come on in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from and share the video. Put the city you're watching from. If you're not in America, let us know the country that you're watching from so that together uh, we are going to pray. We're going to see some amazing things happen in your life. I need you to be excited about your future. I need you to be excited about when God's getting ready to manifest in and through your life. The Bible says that he's the God that does exceedingly above all that we can ask or think. That means when we pray, to ask is what the word prayer means. So when we pray, we are giving God something to work with. And so that's what we're going to do tonight. All right. So come on in. We're going to add our Instagram family. So we welcome everybody now across all of our platforms. We're live on all of our platforms now on the Harvest Channel. We are live on Facebook, both the Bishop Foreman Facebook and the Harvest Church uh, Facebook, we are live. On both the Bishop Foreman and the Harvest Church Instagram, we are live. And then, of course, Periscope, we are live. And then, of course, we cannot forget our Uncommon Gospel Radio Network family. All right. So, again, we are we're glad to be on prayer tonight. Excuse me. Y'all come on in. Like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share this bad boy tonight. I see you. I see you. Come on in. Prayer is going to be powerful. Y'all ready? God exceeds. He's the God that does exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think. Hey, Dubai. Um, and so ask means to pray. So God exceeds what you pray. So when you pray, I need you to expect God to exceed what you pray for. But what you pray becomes a baseline. Question. If you have nothing that you have released in prayer, what's up in the Hey, Canada, if you have nothing that you've released in prayer, you have not given God anything to exceed. And so when we pray, we are giving God something to exceed. He exceeds whatever we ask or think. Here it is. He does not exceed what we thought about only. He exceeds what we ask or think, which means what we think produces what we ask for. What we ask for gives God something to exceed. All right. So that is so important. Hey, California, y'all come on in. Like the video. Tell me where you're watching from. 
Share this bad boy tonight. I need you to put this um, this word on the screen as we start prayer. Uh, exceed, because he's the God that exceeds. Hey, Connecticut. Hey, Maryland. He's the God that exceeds. He does exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. All right. Hey, Mississippi. All right. Um, so listen. Hey, Virginia. Um, as we are going in prayer tonight, if you haven't already shared this, let me get you to share this across all of our different platforms tonight. Uh, that way we can be a digital missionary. You can use your life to change the lives of everybody else. Come on, put that word on the screen. Exceed, exceed, exceed. He's the God that exceeds. But I've got to give him something to work with. And that's what prayer does. We call prayer, when we do it, we call it command your week prayer. Because there's a scriptural principle there that uh, when we pray, uh, there's a principle. So number one, in Genesis, a new day begins the night before. So literally, as we're praying on Monday night, scripturally speaking, we are in Tuesday. I always realize if you grew up in church, you were taught you pray first thing when you get up. The problem is, biblically speaking, the day is halfway over by the time you wake up in the morning. So as a principle of prayer... Whatever I want to see manifest tomorrow, I need to cover that thing in prayer tonight. All right. That's number one. But number two, you see Jesus often that Jesus would withdraw by himself. The scripture would say before the sun got up and he would begin to pray. And if you pay attention to the life of Jesus, you'll notice that there were certain things they were getting ready to do for in Mark, for example. The Bible says that the entire city came out to see Jesus where he was gathered, but he gets up, he commands his day in prayer, and then all of a sudden he changed directions. He said, you know what? I realize the whole city is waiting for me inside of that home. He said, but for this reason was I sent. Let us go to the other villages and the other towns that I might preach. For this reason was I sent. Stop. What prayer does is prayer is going to point you in the right direction. So tonight, as we're praying for some of you, like, should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? When we pray tonight, you're going to move in the right direction. Can I just get you to type the word point? If you're on a social media platform, point. Prayer is going to point you in the right direction. For some of you, you're unsure on what direction to go in a relationship, in a friendship, in a business decision, with a contract. What prayer is going to do is it's going to point you in the right direction. But we've got to give God something to work with. So he exceeds, uh, uh, he goes exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, but we've got to give him something to work with. And so tonight, prayer is going to point you in the right direction. Prayer is going to have you to have the right conversations with the right people at the right time. Prayer is going to put you in the right position in front of the right individuals at the right time. Prayer points you. There are some things that seem overwhelming to you, and they only seem overwhelming to you at this particular moment because you haven't been pointed in the right direction. While I was doing my jog before prayer tonight, uh, I was going one way and the light kept taking a long time. And uh, as the light was taking a long time, I had to go another direction. And it looked like one way, one way looked to be the better way. But uh, as, as I was going, I said, wait a minute, if I take that way, I can cut through. In other words, I was able to cut down on my time because I was pointed in the right direction. I was able to avoid a distraction because I was pointed in the right direction. So even though I was delayed, I was not denied because I was pointed in the right direction. And you got to hear me tonight. There are some things that tonight in prayer, you're going to be pointed in the right direction. So we're setting that expectation. The second thing that's going to happen tonight in prayer, I need you to release this word, is power. I need you to release that word power. Power comes from a Greek word. That's the language of our New Testament which means dunamis. It means dynamite, dynamite. Do you remember that? It means dynamite. In other words, it's explosive energy that changes things. Tonight from prayer, our second objective 
is that you're going to receive explosive energy that's going to change some things. In other words, not only am I going to be pointing in the right direction, but I'm going to have the power to get there. I'm going to have the energy to get there. I'm going to have the fight to get there. I'm going to have the desire to get there. I'm going to do what's necessary because not only will I be pointed, but I'm going to have power. Come on. I'm going to have power to get there. For everybody that's been feeling worn down, worn out, overwhelmed tonight in prayer. Our second objective tonight is that you're going to have the power to get there. For those of you who feel like your days are running into one another because your home has become your office, it's become the schoolhouse. It's become all of that. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, not only are you going to be pointed in the right direction, but you're going to receive power. You got it? And here's the third thing. I'm going to give you three Ps tonight. The third thing that you're going to receive tonight from prayer, he does exceedingly abundantly all we ask or think is that we're going to have the right perspective. Can I get you to type that? Perspective. I'm going to be pointed in the right direction. I'll have power. And I have the right perspective. The way you look at something determines uh, how you handle something. And for many of us, we need to realize the Bible says that we have been seated with God in heavenly places. That means our perspective means if you've ever gotten on a plane, um, as you're going up and you're increasing in elevation, what ends up happening, as you look down, everything that once was big now looks very small because you're over it. Come on, y'all. Once What once looked really big is now something that's not as big of an obstacle uh, because you are looking down on it. The scripture says this in Ephesians 2, that God has raised us up and he seated us in heavenly places, which means everything we look at, I should not be looking at it from a direct point of view or direct perspective. Everything I look at, I should be looking at from a heavenly perspective, which means I'm looking down at it, which means even though it may be big because of my perspective, it seems small. I need for you to stop tripping over stuff that you're just looking at from the wrong angle. I need for you to stop tripping over stuff that you are worried about and stressed out about because you are looking at it from the wrong angle. So three P's tonight we're going to focus on. All right. Your PPP. <laughs> you ready? We got we got power. We've got perspective, and then we're going to be pointed in the right direction. All right, so that's what we're going to hit in prayer tonight. Um, that's going to be the objective of everything that we covered tonight in prayer. Again, if you haven't shared this, let me get you to share this so we can move in what God has ordained. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we bless you. Thank you for the happy birthday wish, and we bless you, God. So tonight in prayer, God, before we ask you for anything, we enter your gates with thanksgiving and we enter your courts with praise. You are faithful to us. You are you are strong to us. You are our father. You are good father. Father means our life giver. You are the God that gives us life naturally. You are the God that gives us life spiritually in the name of Jesus. And so tonight in prayer, before we ask you for anything, we enter your gates with thanksgiving. We're thankful for every way you've made. We're thankful for every door you've opened. We're thankful for everything you shut down. We're thankful for every door that you close. We are thankful for the people that are in our lives. We celebrate all of the great people that are currently present in our lives, Father. We refuse to spend any of our time mourning what had to go. Instead, we are celebrating what's present. Father, we give you glory because we are in the land of the living. We have the ability to breathe and the free movement of our limbs. And for that, we say thank you. We thank you for the protection that you have given us through the years, God. You protected us, as they used to say, from danger seen and unseen. Meaning there was some stuff that was trying to take us out. 
that you protected us from. There were some things that were trying to take us down that you protected us from. There was some mess we got ourselves caught up in that you protected us from. And for that, we say thank you. We enter your gate to thanksgiving. We tell you thank you that for being consistent with us, even in moments where we were inconsistent. We say thank you for being courageous. You're, you're, you giving your life for us was an act of courage. Thank you for being courageous with us. Thank you, God, for being Alpha and Omega. That means you're the beginning and the end. You're the first and the last. You're the author and the finisher of our faith. That means what you started in us. You are the God that will perfect it. You are the God that will complete it in the name of Jesus. So we say thank you. Thank you for keeping us and prospering us in the midst of a pandemic. We thank you, God, that your prosperity is bigger than cash, cars, and clothes. Your prosperity is the word shalom, which means nothing missing. Come on, type I am shalom. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. And all is well. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. And all is well. Father, open our eyes. We pray to see that reality so that we are not operating from a place of deficit and debt. Where we think something is missing, where we think something is lacking, where we think something is broken, where we think something is not well. But take us to the perspective, Father, where we realize all things are working together for our good in the name of Jesus. And there is nothing missing and there is nothing lacking and there is nothing broken and all is well in the name of Jesus. Father, we enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. The court is where the king sits. And your word says in Psalm that you are enthroned uh, and on the praises of your people. The uh, old King James says you inhabit the praises of your people. But more specifically, it means you are enthroned in the Tehillah. That's the singing of your people. So, Father, we give you praise tonight. In the name of Jesus, because you are enthroned in that. You are enthroned in that. You take your seat in that. Literally, as we say hallelujah to you, as we say thank you, Jesus, as we say glory. Can I get you to type of praise on any form of social media? I need you to do it on YouTube, do it on Facebook, do it on Periscope, do it on the Instagram pages. We give you praise tonight. In the name of Jesus. And you take your seat in that. We tell you you're amazing. And you take your seat in that. We tell you that you're great. You take your seat in that. We say hallelujah. Hallelujah means the highest praise. It's the highest praise because it's the highest sacrifice from us. Hallelujah means to act a fool. And Father, we've acted a fool for a whole lot of other things. We've acted a fool for relationships. We've acted a fool for people. We've acted a fool for money. We've acted a fool for things that we were trying to do. So, Father, we act a fool for you. That just means we could care less about somebody saying we typing too much on prayer tonight. We could care less about somebody saying you shout too much. We could care less about somebody saying you worship too much or too loudly. We could care less about that because we have acted a fool for, th for things that did not have the capacity to favor us. We've acted a fool for things that did not have the ability to make a way for us. So, for you, we owe you this praise. And I get you to just type that on the screen. We owe you this praise, God. We owe you this worship. We owe you this glory. We owe you. David said, when his wife said, the king ought not act this way. He says, woman, if you knew what God had done for me, he said, you'd understand why I'm acting like this. He says, but nevertheless, he says, watch me act more undignified than this. In other words, he says, listen, baby girl, I love you, but I love him more. Father, we love the people around us, but we love you more. 
Forgive us for walking into your house. Forgive us for logging on and not releasing the praise we owe you. Forgive us for getting on during, during the streams. And not giving you the praise we owe you. Now forgive us uh, for uh, coming into the building of church and not giving you the praise we owe you. Forgive us for getting out of the bed and not giving you the praise that you owe that we owe you. Forgive us for getting in our automobiles and not giving you the praise that we owe you. We owe you praise. And that's what we give you tonight in the name of Jesus. And now, Father, we make our first request. Our first request tonight is that you forgive us for all of our sin, those committed knowingly and unknowingly. Forgive us for our iniquity, the generational sin that we have practiced that has been passed down. Forgive us for being cursed perpetuators instead of curse breakers. Father, you have called us to be curse breakers, which means what happened in our bloodline before us, it has to come to an end with us. We are the end to dysfunction. We are the end to death. If you know there's a generational curse that's been working in your bloodline, type what it is. I am the end to blank. Put the blank there. I am the end to blank. Type that on the screen. Father, we are the end to poverty. We're the end to bad relationships. We're, we're the end to bad dating. We're the end to debt. We're the end to rebellion. We're the end to insubordination. We're the end to not being faithful to you. We're the end to not giving. We're the end. Whatever we are the end of, Father, that's what we declare tonight. You have made us to be the end of something. Joseph was the end of his bloodline not being empowered. And Joseph's name means the Lord increases me. And what did we learn in prayer two weeks ago? That you gave Joseph two sons, Ephraim, Lord, and Manasseh. One means that I've been fruitful in the land of my affliction. And the other means that the Lord has made me forget the affliction of my father's house. So, Father, you make us fruitful and you make us forget because we are the end the generational curses in our bloodline. We are the end to things being a mess in our bloodline. We were born for the time that we were needed most. I feel like praying, y'all. We were born for the time that we are needed most, and that is now. We were born for the time where the world was ready to receive what we had, and that time is now. We were born now for the time where we could be the interruption, and that time is now. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we ask for forgiveness for our transgression. That's our willful deviation from what we know to be true. God, forgive us for being arrogant. Forgive us, we pray, for being prideful. Forgive us for approaching you like you're our homie. You are not our homie. You are not our equal. The scripture says that you call us friend, not because we are equals. You call us friend because you, you are a God that reveals to us. Forgive us for trying to bring you down to our level. Forgive us, God, for not uh, 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 giving you reference as the holy God that you are. Forgive us, God, for not treating you in such a way that is distinct. That's what holy means. In the name of Jesus, forgive us for that, we pray. Then, Father, we ask that you forgive us, lastly, for sin. It means to miss the mark. Forgive us for the stupid stuff we did. My God, can you just type, you with me so you can be safe tonight. You're in a safe place. Can you just type something stupid you've ever done? Something stupid you did today? Something stupid you did a minute ago? Just type something stupid you've done. Father, forgive us for the stupid stuff that we've done right now in the name of Jesus. We ask that you forgive us for that. Forgive us for the sin, the miss the mark, the stuff that we did that was just dumb, the stuff that we did that didn't make any sense. So where we say, had I known then what I know now, Father, there's a lot of stuff where the truth be told we knew then and we still didn't do right anyhow. But we thank you that you are the God that forgives us. Your word says in 1 John that you are faithful and you are just to forgive us. 
If we confess our sin before you, you are faithful and you are just. So tonight, Father, as we pray, the reason we can be bold in prayers the reason we can have expectancy in prayer is because we know you are about to exceed yourself. You are the God that is exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. So we can boldly approach the throne of grace and obtain mercy in our time of need because we have confessed, we've gotten it out, and we've asked you to forgive us. And we thankful, God, that you won't just forgive us. But Father, we ask you that you give us the grace to not do it again. Come on. That's what repentance is. In the name of Jesus, Father, give us the grace to not repeat it. Give us the grace to not do it again. Give us the grace to not repeat the same things. Father, we declare an end to the stuff that's been cyclical in our life. I feel like praying tonight. We declare an end to the things that have been uh, 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 not only cyclical, but circuitous in our lives. Cycles and circles. Forgive us for cycles and circles that we have permitted. Forgive us for cycles and circles that we have walked in. Forgive us for cycles and circles we didn't interrupt. And Father, in Jesus' name, we are grateful to you that you give us the grace to make those changes. And we give you glory for it now. In Jesus' name, can I get everybody everywhere to just say amen right there? Listen, if you're just coming in, y'all, we are on Monday night prayer. We call it command your week prayer. Um, there's some messages you can get on our app or our podcast that teach why we call it command your week that go into detail about it. I literally lay it out in scripture uh, to show you uh, the biblical precedent for that. There's a few things that um, that happen from a scriptural standpoint that help us to get this. All right. Um, and so I encourage you to go take a look at those messages. Let me also say, if you don't have our mobile app, get it. How can you get it? You can text the word harvest to five, nine, seven, six, nine, over 10,000 downloads to our app. I want you to get it. If you don't have it in our app, there's music, there's messages, and there's more because of the faithful giving of the people of harvest, all of our messages, every single one of them, is available uh, online, totally free, no cost, no charge um, to you on podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, all of that. They've been that way now for, I think, what, a couple years now. Um, so you can avail yourself to that. All right. So make sure that you do that. Also, if it's your very first time on prayer on any platform, again, we are on Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church Instagram. We're on the Harvest Channel. We're on Periscope. We're on Facebook, both Facebook for Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church and both Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church YouTube pages. So we are gathered together from everywhere. People are in prayer. I see from all all a variety of places. I see French being spoken. I see Portuguese on some. I see a variety of different languages. What are we doing? We are gathered together to pray tonight. It's amazing how we're doing this. And we do it every Monday night at seven o'clock mountain time. That's nine o'clock Eastern time. For some of my Canadian family, I know that's like 10 o'clock your time. Um, that's six o'clock on Pacific time, eight o'clock uh, central time. All right. So we do that. So can I get a few of you to type that text harvest to 59769 on each platform so that people will be able to get that mobile app? I want you to know that's going to be changing real soon. We'll release it. We're going to be changing our text numbers here real soon. If you've been connected for any amount of time, you know that we do everything digital. Um, and uh, with that, we're going to be changing that number here soon, so stay connected. But if it's your first time, do me a favor, just wave your hand or just say it's my first time on any of the platforms and just let us know that it's your first time. And also to everybody that's listening on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network, much love to our family there, to Bernadette and all of the team there. It's amazing uh, that prayer not only happens live on Mondays, but they also do replays throughout the week. And so we give God glory for that. All right. A couple of other quick things, a couple of quick announcements before we uh, before we go further in prayer. If you're in the Atlanta area, listen, 
Um, we would love for you to connect Harvest Church Atlanta. Um, we are soon going to be able to go into the pre-launch phase of our location there. What does that mean? We're going to begin to gather together those that have expressed an interest in our launch team. Um, and many, many people have already done that. And we're going to begin to uh, build what will become Harvest Church Atlanta. All right. So if you're interested in that, you're going to type, uh, you're going to send a text message to HCATL, Harvest Church Atlanta, HCATL, the 59769. So you can stay connected to everything that's going on with that. We love, love, love for you to be a part of that. All right. Um, so if you're in Atlanta, do that. Matter of fact, can you just type hashtag ATL? Or Atlanta on the screen if you're from Atlanta. And can I get all of our regulars? Can y'all just shoot them some love? Just shoot them some love or, you know, something, just some likes or something. Let's let you know we're glad you're on. Glad everybody's on. And we're super excited about that. And then, of course, all of our digital family, which is all across America and around the world. Much love for you. Glad that you are on tonight. Y'all got to go get that message from yesterday. Yesterday's message was called the Holy Ghost. We're going to cover that thing in prayer tonight. Um, it was a powerful word in our series, Christianity 101, uh, and want you to get all of that. So please make sure that you avail yourself to that. All right. Um, just one other announcement before we get into the word. For those of you that know, I am your pastor. Harvest is your church family. We'd love for you to connect. Listen, of course, now Siri wants to work when I'm not talking to Siri. Um, we'd love for you to connect to do that. You can do it in our app where you can join the church, become a member. You'll get next steps. We have this new thing in our store called a new member kit. So it's a whole package of new member stuff. It's totally free for all of our new members. All you have to do is just pay the shipping, right? Because you know, we're all around the world now. So only thing you got to do is pay shipping, but it's totally free. No toss for you. All right. So you can get that. And for those of you who are members and you didn't get it, just go order it. You can just go order it. Uh, if you're connected to the church, you're part of the church and you said, well, I didn't get my new member kit. We just started doing it. But if you want one, I want you to have one. So go get one in the online store and uh, and you'll be able to participate in that. All right. Bam. Let's get into this prayer. Yes. Yes. So let's get let's go further into prayer. Um, yesterday's message. It's about the Holy Ghost. Um, and I encourage you to go back and to, and to study it because I really lay it out for you uh, in all of that. But I want to cover some things in prayer tonight from yesterday's message. Remember, our three focuses tonight are that you're pointed in the right direction, that you have the power to move in that direction, and then finally, that you have the right perspective. And so to do that, you need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Spirit. Can I get everybody to release this on the screen and say it out of your mouth? I need the Holy Ghost. Come on. I need the Holy Ghost. Um, and it's so important that you go look at the message so that you have the right foundation. Um, in that, one of the, the um, Hebrew words, the language of our Old Testament for the Holy Spirit is the word Ruach. And Ruach means the breath, mind, and wind of God. The breath, mind, and wind of God. And we're going to cover each aspect of that tonight in prayer. Um, so uh, in that, um, there's three experiences to Christianity. The first is salvation where you give your life to the Lord. That's when you become a Christian. Or you're born again. You're sealed with the Spirit. The second is when you are filled with the Spirit. Now, people say, I caught the Holy Ghost. You can't catch him. He is not a coronavirus. He is not a cold. You cannot catch him. All right? So you don't catch the Holy Ghost. You don't catch the Lord. But it's where you are filled with him. The first experience of salvation is where you're cleansed on the outside. The second experience where you're filled is where you're cleaned from the inside out. And this is the challenge that many Christians have. The challenge many Christians have is that they are so focused on the external because when you become a Christian, the external is clean, right? So now you go to church. Now you, you're a Christian. Now you go to the Jesus stores in the mall. Now you got your harvest bracelets on. Now you got your harvest rings and all that. 
Awesome. But but you are only clean from the outside in, not from the inside out. It is the Holy Spirit that cleanses us from the inside out. It's called mikvah, M-I-K-V-A-H. It means the living water cleanses us from the inside out. And I love that this, that the word mikvah is specific that it is living water because it means that it is a repeated cycle. If I listen to me, part of your struggle is that your process of change is just that. It's a process. So the first piece I want to cover when we deal with the, the mind, the breath, and the wind of God is that you have the prop, you have the ability to um, to endure your process. You have the ability to endure your process. Many of you, you beat yourself up when you make a mistake in your process. Wave at me if I'm talking to you. Many of you, you beat yourself down when you make a mistake in your process. Wave your hand if I'm talking to you. What we're going to do is cover your process because living water, it's a process of change. And so we're going to cover that. Father, in Jesus' name, we cover our process in prayer right now. We thank you that the Holy Spirit, it is living water that is cleansing us from the inside out. It is where the breath, the mind, and the wind of God live in us. And that which means that sometimes on the inside of us, Father, you are transforming our mind. You're transforming our mentality. You're making our thoughts like yours. You said your thoughts are not like our thoughts. Your ways are not like our ways. So when we are filled with your spirit, you will literally begin to transform our mind. That means sometimes we'll feel like we're going crazy. Come on. I mean, sometimes we'll feel like we are losing our mind. And that's because we are. We are losing the mind we had. And we are gaining the mind of Christ. Come on, y'all. We are losing our mentality about our reality. And we are gaining your reality about our reality. You are gaining what you say about it. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. Which means, God, that we are not supposed to be governed by what our mind processes as factual information. We are supposed to be governed by what you say is factual information. Faith there is the Greek word pistis, which means true. And Father, we walk by truth, not facts. The facts may be negative, but the truth says all things work together for our good. The facts may be a disaster, but the truth says that you are the God that will take the good, the bad, and the ugly and make it work. The facts may be that the doctor says we don't know how this is going to get better for you. But the truth is, with your stripes, we are healed. The facts may say you don't know how you're going to pay your mortgage or your rent on November 1st. But the truth says, because you're a faithful giver, that your God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So God, we thank you that your mind is transforming our mind. So we got to lose our mind. Come on, Father, forgive us for trying to hold on to a mind that you want to get rid of. Forgive us for trying to hold on to a mentality that you want us to lose in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you now that that living water that's on the inside, that it is your breath. It is when you breathe on us. That means, God, you will give us the ability to do things that we don't normally have the ability to do because you breathed on us. Just like you did in Genesis. You breathed into dirt and it became something living. I pray that whatever we're facing that seems overwhelming, God, we ask you to breathe on us. Can I please get you to type that breathe on me on every social platform? If you're uncommon gospel of the Harvest Network, just say it out of your mind or say it out of your mouth. Father, breathe on us. Breathe on us so that we have the strength to conquer the big things we've been avoiding. Breathe on us so that we deal with the things that we've been ignoring. Breathe on us so God, so that we have the life, zoe, so much life 
that we bring others back to life. Breathe on us so that we'd stop avoiding the business plan. Breathe on us so that we stop avoiding the tough conversation. Breathe on us before we, here's for somebody, before you apologize to who you owe an apology to. Breathe on us now in the name of Jesus. It is the Ruach HaKodesh that is the Holy Spirit. And Father, finally, we thank you that that word uh, Holy Spirit, Ruach, it means the wind of God, which means living on the inside of us when we are filled with your spirit is your wind. That means you are the wind beneath our wings. That means you are the God that lift us up. You're the God that gives us the ability uh, to endure storms because we're not afraid of a storm because there's a storm in us. We are not afraid of tribulation because there is a wind in us that gives us the strength to fight back. That gives us the strength to fight back. Father, we pray that you stir up the gladiator on the inside of us. Stir up the warrior on the inside of us, that we would not just let life happen to us, but that we would happen to life. That we would not just let situations happen to us, but that we would happen to situations. You are the wind that leaves that lives in us. You are the wind that gives us the ability to push back when the enemy is trying to push us back. You are the wind, Father, that gives us the ability to fight back when the enemy is trying to use depression and fear and anxiety and panic. You are the wind in us. And we thank you for it now. Father, we thank you for it now. Come on, we thank you for it now. We thank you for it now. And we give you glory for it now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Come on, let's take a quick break and let's release a praise right there. Let's take a quick break and let's release a praise right there. We give you glory. We give you honor. What, what, what do you mean? Some people say, God, we give you glory. They don't know what glory means. And glory comes from, uh, I changed one of the messages in our series um, to uh, Kabod, uh, the Kabod God. And we'll get to that later in our series, Christianity 101. And Kabod, it, it's, it means the glory of God. It means more. It deals with honor. It means more. Um, but in that, when we say glory, what we're literally saying is weight. We are saying, God, you have weight. So when we say we give you glory, what we're saying is we give you weight. We give you weight in our lives. That, that word about also means honor. So we give you honor. So whatever we say, God, I give you glory, we're saying, God, I give you honor. What's proof of honor? Adaptation. So whatever you're saying to God, God, I give you honor. What you're really saying is, God, I adapt to you. What you're really saying is, God, I adapt to you. God, I change to fit you. Come on. Whenever we can, I get everybody to release that on every social platform. I give you glory. What we're really saying is, I adapt to you. I change to you. I change for you. So whenever you release that type of a praise and you say, I give you glory or glory, it's very popular in church, but many times people don't know what it means. What you're really saying is, God, when you shout glory, what you're saying is, I adapt. Which means, God, if you if, if if what I have to do is shut up right now, I adapt. If what I have to do is obey right now, I adapt. Come on. If what I have to do is sit down right now, I adapt. If what I have to do is do something I'm uncomfortable doing, I adapt. Come on. I adapt. That's what it means when I say I give you glory. I adapt. Can I get everybody to type that on every platform? I give you glory. What we're saying to him is I adapt. That's what it means. I give you weight in my life. I, I give you permission in the old school church, they used to say it like this, to sit on me. In other words, whatever's going on in me that's not like you, I give you permission to sit on that. Shut that down. That's what that means. That's what that means. That's what that means. And for some of you, hear me, when you're saying that in the realm of the spirit, 
and you're releasing that as a praise, you need to know what you mean because then God says, great. So you give me glory. Now adapt, 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 adapt. Do what I say. Proof of honor is adaptation. You do not honor someone you don't adapt to. Adapt to. Let that be a word because many people think honor is respectfully disagreeing. That is not honor. Honor is adaptation. I'm going to say that again because I don't know who needs to hear that. Many people think that honor is respectfully declining to do what you were told to do. That's not honor. That's dishonor. Many people think that honor is, well, I'm going to do my thing, but I said it nice to them. That is not honor. Honor is adaptation. Honor means I do what it is that I am told to. That's honor. It's quiet on, on prayer tonight. Don't y'all get quiet now. That's honor. And we have a whole lot of Christians where, well, I'm not going to do that. But you know, I, you know, but I told them I wasn't going to do it. That's not honor. That's out of order because you did not adapt. Proof of honor is adaptation. Got it? If you honor the Lord, I adapt to the Lord. If I honor the Lord, I do exactly what I'm asked to do the way I'm asked to do it because I honor. Come on. Can I get you release that? I'm a person of honor. God, because we give you glory, make us honorable. Make us honorable. Make us honorable. That means we adapt. It is not respectfully disagreeing. It is not being kind in our dissent. It is adapting. Father, make us honorable. Come on, y'all, let's pray. Make us honorable people. In the name of Jesus, you said that whoever honored you, you would honor. You said that whoever honored you, you would honor. Whoever kabod you, you would kabod. That's what you will say. That's what you said uh, in the name of Jesus. And so in the name of Jesus, we thank you for making us honorable people. Just like you said in 1 Samuel 2.30, those who honor me, those who kabod me, I will honor. But those who dishonor me, I will dishonor. Those who despise me will be disdained. Father, we want to be people of honor in everything that we do, everywhere that we go, everything that we handle. Forgive us for being dishonorable. Because what we really did is withheld praise from you because we cannot give you glory and we are not people of honor. We cannot give you glory and we are not people of honor. So we thank you for it now in Jesus name. Amen. That's a word for somebody right there because some of you, you thought honor was I was respectful in my descent. That is not honor. Proof of honor is adaptation. And for God to get the glory out of your life, it doesn't just mean he's celebrated. It means that he is adapted to. My God, he's adapted to. I'm a pastor today and I love what I do. I love what I'm called to do. I love who I'm called to lead. I love it in Jesus, not in Jesus, in Jesus name, but I love it, period. You know why? Because I'm a person of honor. I adapt to what I'm told to do. I adapt. Come on here. I adapt. And let me say this. Let me say this. You cannot, let me deal with this before we move on in prayer. You cannot say you honor God, but you do not honor authority in the earth. Romans chapter 13 says, render all to their due, honor to whom honor, reverence to whom reverence, customs to whom customs. Got it? Uh, God says, any authority that is in place has been placed there by the Lord. He doesn't bear the sword in vain. Don't y'all get quiet now with these comments. You cannot say that you honor the Lord and you dishonor authority in the earth, authority in the earth. All right. Okay. In America, it's different politically. Let me just deal with that, too. It's different politically because because we have elected people, which means those are people we put into office, which means those are people that work for us. So in America, that's different. Democracy is different. All right. But when there's honor in the earth, you cannot say you cannot say 
You hear me, y'all? You cannot say that you honor the Lord and dishonor the authority that's been set in your life in the earth. Got it? Okay, that's Romans 13 for those that needed the scripture reference. All right, much love. All right, let's move. All right, the Greek word for Holy Spirit is that word pneuma, which means um, the spirit, we got that. But there's two things, the mind and the soul of God. I want us to cover that in prayer, the mind and the soul of God. Because literally, when you're filled with the spirit, the mind of God is in us. We covered that. And the soul of God is in us. So the soul is the conscious mind, the thoughts, the will, the emotions. The conscious mind, the thoughts, the will, the emotions. The conscious mind, the thoughts, the will, the emotions. So in other words, God says, it's not hard to do my will if you're full of the spirit. Because you literally, what the, the will you want to do will be God's will. Are y'all catching this? If I'm full of his will, then it's easy to do his will. It's only difficult to do his will when I'm full of me and not of him. Come on, y'all. Don't get quiet on these comments. It's only difficult to do his will when I am full of me and not of him. His will, his thoughts. How does he think about certain things? There's things in life I've never confronted, but if I know how he thinks about it, I know how to handle it. You may have never confronted something, but when you know how God thinks about it, you know how to handle it. See, maybe you've never had to deal with somebody lying on you. Got it? But because you, he, you're full of the spirit, you know how to handle it because you think the way he thinks. You got it? Um, um, if you've ever had, I've had people around me that say, sir, I know you were going to think this, so I did this. I know you think that, so I did that. Because if you know how someone thinks, it changes how you act. And then his emotions. His emotions. You ready? God says, I will give you my emotions about it. What do you mean God's emotions? Well, you see when Jesus, when God is in human form, we're about to cover this in prayer. He's a theanthropos. He's 100% God, 100% man. Jesus Christ. 100% God, 100% man. Theanthropos. Theos, anthro, anthro, human, God, human, the God man. So much God you can believe he was a man, so much man you can believe he was God. And do you not know that the Bible says when he walks up and he finds out that his friend uh, Lazarus is dead, what does the Bible say? It's one of the shortest verses in the Bible besides Selah and Amen. Jesus wept. Y'all ready? Jesus wept. Jesus wept. He got emotional for a moment. And I need you to watch the next thing that he does. After he gets emotional, then he prays. And for some of you, you reverse it. You, 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 and what I mean by reverse it is that you stay emotional, you never pray. You stay emotional, you never pray. You stay in your emotions, you never pray. Jesus wept, but then he prayed. And he said, Father, you hear me, and I know that you always hear me. He says, I'm only praying this out loud for the sake of these folk around me that don't believe that me and you are one. Don't believe we're the same. Are y'all hearing me tonight? And what ends up happening? In that particular moment, he says, Lazarus, come forth. Come on. It says, Lazarus, come forth. In other words, when I have God's emotions about something, God's emotions say, have your little human moment. Cry your tears. Got it? Play your, little, uh, your, your Tony Braxton song. Pray your, play your, uh, uh, your, 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 your Shantae Moore song, whatever. Play your country western. Play your achy breaking heart. Play whatever. And then keep it moving. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me tonight on prayer. God's emotions say, take you a minute and then get up and keep moving. Take you a minute and then solve the problem. 
And so we're going to cover that in prayer tonight because many of us, once we get emotional, what do we start doing? Can y'all type on the screen? Let's have interactive prayer tonight. What are some of the things that you begin to do when you stay in your emotions? I know number one, we eat bad. We eat bad. What else do we do? We gossip. What else do we do when we stay in our emotions? Y'all talk on, talk to me. Talk to me. Chat. Chat. What do we do when we get in our emotions? What are some of the other things we do when we stay stuck in our emotions? Because some of you, you never actually solve the problem. And that's ending tonight. We give up. That's good. What else? What else? What else do we do? What else do we do? We shut down. That's good. We withdraw. Got it. We shut down. We shut down. Come on. Jesus had just lost his friend. Make bad decisions. That's good. Bad attitude, that purpose, negativity, don't want to talk, my God, right? Listen, we do all of that. We do all of that, got it? And many times, you want to know what we do most often is we abandon our assignment. Come on, we drink, eating bad, don't work out, got it? I'm starting tonight, I already do my job, but just as an FYI, y'all could pray for me. I'm starting a uh, resistance routine tonight. It's part of, it's my, it's my birthday, so I'm starting a new routine. I'm adding some resistance. But back to it, we get angry, we get bitter. We abandon our assignment, unfocused. What do you mean abandon your assignment? What you're supposed to do, you don't do it because you're, res- you're distracted with what has you emotional. What we're supposed to do, we don't do. Because we are distracted because of what has us emotional. That's a good one too. We abandon ourselves, spend money. You know what I'm saying? Jesus, at that moment, he could have said, you know what? I can't go on. I can't go on. I can't. Listen, I ain't preaching to nobody. I ain't healing nobody. I'm not doing this today. I ain't doing this today. I need to sit here with Mary and Martha and we're going to sit here and we're going to mourn Lazarus because Lazarus is gone. And instead, Jesus says, uh-uh, let me have my moment. Let me have my moment. Give me a minute. Let me cry. And for every man, let that be a word to you. For every man, let there be a word to you. Stop all this. I'm going to cover this in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every man tonight and every woman that's like this too, where they shut down. I rebuke shutting down. I rebuke, come on. If you're a person that that was shut down, I need you to do the hand wave emoji because we're about to cover that. We rebuke shutting down, shutting off, withdrawing. We rebuke the things that we are not supposed to do when we are dealing with emotions. Father, you, you did not call for us to shut down and pull away. You wept. That means you got it out. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every man. I pray for every woman that normally internalizes it. I pray that you give them the grace to get it out. I need y'all to type on that screen, get it out. That you give them the grace to get it out. If it's setting up a coaching session, if they're, if they're part of Harvest, or even if they're not, they want to do a one-on-one session with me, Father, if it's that. If it's talking to the person that hurt them, if it's talking, if it's whatever it is that they need to get it out, Father, I pray that they would get it out. You got emotional and you didn't mind everybody seeing you. You wept and you didn't mind everybody seeing you. You 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 dealt with the issue and you didn't mind anybody seeing you because real strength is not in just the projection of strength. It is the ability to be vulnerable when necessary. Real strength. Is the ability to be emotional when necessary. Real strength is the ability to weep when necessary. Real strength is the ability to not worry about who's watching, but to make sure that you get it out. So in Jesus' name, Father, I pray for those that struggle with that, we rebuke that. And if that's you, please pray these words to me. Say, I rebuke that and I renounce that. Please say that. I rebuke that and I renounce that. Please say it. I rebuke that. 
and I renounce it. When you rebuke it, you're sending it away. When you renounce it, you're saying it doesn't have a right to return. In other words, don't come back here no more. Don't come over here with that. It's the ability to be vulnerable when necessary. In Jesus' name. Many of you, can I tell you why you're that way? Let's have a little group therapy and prayer. You were that way because as a kid, you had nobody you could get it out to. Who am I talking to? Wave at me if I'm telling you, talking to you. As a kid and coming up as a teen, maybe even in your adulthood, you had nobody to get it out to. So what you learn to do is you learn to internalize everything and you learn to say, I got this. And listen, you do have it, but learn from Jesus. Even Jesus said, I got to get this out. I'm not going to sit here and try to be, pretend to be hard for y'all. I ain't studying y'all. Studying is a Memphis word. It's a Southern word to paying attention to studying. I ain't studying you. It means I ain't paying attention to you. Jesus got it out. Jesus got it out. And for many of you, you have always been the strong one. You've always been the one that you were the oldest child. So you had to take care of everybody else. So you didn't have anybody else. Your brothers and sisters came to you. You had nobody else to go to and nobody else to deal with. Who am I talking to tonight? And so what ends up happening is that you have got to get it out because what you learn to do is internalize everything. And consequently, now prayer is difficult for you because you don't even want to tell him. Come on. You don't even want to tell him. But tonight I speak healing to your soul. I speak healing to your soul, your mind, your thoughts, your will, your emotions. I speak healing to your soul. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak healing to your soul that you would know you're safe with God, that you would not have such a distrust of people that you project that distrust onto God, that you would have not such a distrust because of folks you've dealt with and you would learn that you can trust God. And I pray you have a safe place and a safe space to be able to get that out in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, can I get everybody to just say amen right there on every platform? Um, let me also say something about that. For those of you that need a safe place, I still do one-on-ones. And as full as my schedule is, and it is always full, uh, I still do one-on-ones. You can find out about those. They call, we call them coaching sessions. You can do those in our app or our website. You can do that. You set it up literally all through the website. You don't even have to email the church. It's all digital. You set it all up. Um, one of the other things that I'm considering, and... Um, I'm going to give you, I'm going to ask that you do this. Um, I'm considering doing digital group therapy, wherein we take certain subjects and we really unpack that in a digital setting. And I'm considering doing it with doing it. I've got lots of people that I could have do it, but I'm considering doing that myself. Uh, if something like that would interest you, can you just wave at me? If something like that would interest you, can you just wave at me? I'm considering doing that. Uh, in fact, the Lord, he spoke it to me about three weeks ago. I wrote it down. And today while I was jogging again, I was having a conversation and it made me say, I've got to be able to, we've got to do something like that. Can you do the hand wave emoji if something like that would interest you? Uh, I see some hands. All right. Um, to where you are able to do it and we're able to unpack it. All right. So there is that. Listen, um, and let me tell you something. Those one-on-ones are powerful. Somebody said it over here on the Instagram chat. Those, those coaching sessions are powerful. I encourage everybody to have at least one a year, like your annual physical, at least do one. And as a pastor, I'm committed to still um, doing that as much as I can. And uh, despite the fullness of my schedule, I am uh, I still do those. All right. That's important to me. All right. Listen, so let's cover this thing about having the emotions of God. And we're almost done in prayer tonight. 
Um, and again, if you haven't shared this, can I get you to like this video? Tell me where you're watching from. Share this video tonight. Um, that the, we were praying about where your spirit feel. You have the soul of God, which is the mind, the thoughts, the will, the emotions, the emotions. Jesus got emotional and then he solved the problem. He got emotional, then he solved the problem. I want to cover that in prayer tonight because some of you are still emotional about stuff that happened last Monday. Baby, that problem should have been solved by now. It's quiet in here. You're still emotional about what happened 12 months ago. That problem should be solved by now. Jesus got emotional, then he solved the problem. And when I pray for all of us tonight that we don't just stay stuck in our emotions, but we solve the problem. Um, I want to do this real quick before we do this. Can you type on the screen? You, you already shared with me some things that happen when you get emotional. Can you share with me some things that made you emotional? Hey, Texas. Can you share? Hey, Boston. Can you share with me some things? Hey, Atlanta. That made you emotional? Can you do that? Was it betrayal? Share, share with me on the screen something that made you emotional. Betrayal. Was it betrayal that made you emotional? Was it a relationship issue that made you emotional? Share with me. Every platform. What made you emotional? Come on, Facebook, talk to me. Come on, YouTube, come on, Periscope, talk to me. What made you emotional? What made grief made you emotional? Come on, sexual abuse made you emotional. Come on, your ex made you emotional. Childhood trauma made you emotional. Death, betrayal uh, made you emotional. Being disappointed made you emotional. Come on, betrayal, relationship issues, lies, my God. Death of a parent, abandonment. False accusations, disappointed by family, grief, being treated uh, like a black sheep, people tripping, playing games, family, relationships, lying on, a sibling being favored, grief, betrayal, wow, always being different. Listen, death of your father. All of these things are real things. And I need everybody, everybody, keep typing, keep typing. But can I get you to type and look at me at the same time? Can I get you to type and look at me at the same time? I need you to hear me real clearly here. I need you to realize that that was tough. And I need you to own the fact that it was difficult, own the fact that it was tough, own the fact that it was a challenge. I need you to own that fact that it messed with you. I need you to own the fact that it messed with your relationship with God. I need you to own the fact that it messed with your relationship with people. I need you to own the fact that it, it messed with you. I need you to own that. I need you to own the fact that you felt dumb. Own the fact that you felt like a failure. Own the fact that you felt stupid. Own the fact that you felt uh, like, how could you make this mistake? I heard this for somebody. You did it three times. Who is that? Own the fact. I need you to own all of that. I need you to own the fact that there's moments that you had that you're like, God, why did you let this happen to me? And I need you to hear me. Own the fact. Own the fact that it changed how you viewed men. Own the fact that it changed how you viewed women. Can I just get everybody to say, I own it? Own it. Own the fact that when you were betrayed, you, you, you literally felt used. You felt like a like worse than a prostitute because they didn't even pay you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me and I'm not judging nobody. just not making my point. Own the fact. Just can, you, can everybody just say that? I own it. I own it. If you're a pastor on here, you're a leader. Own the fact that they literally ate your food. You bailed them out, you helped them out, you did this, and they still left you. And they didn't leave you for no other church. They don't go nowhere. Just own it. Okay, own it, right? If you're, if you're an entrepreneur, own the fact that you gave them a shot when nobody else would give them a job, and they left you. They left you to go somewhere else. Own it. 
own it. Own the fact that you literally can't even stand people that look the way they look. Own it. Come on. Come on. Prayer is going to be healing for you tonight. Come on, y'all. It's going to be. Own it. Whatever you need to own, own it. Own the fact that you are that you that you're addicted to porn now because they messed with you. Own it. Own it. Own the fact that you don't even trust men now because of your father. Own it. Whatever it is, own it. I need you to own it. Come on, because you about to get free tonight. <laughs> you about to listen. You about to tell these emotions. You are about to lose your job. You about to tell them tonight. Own it. Own the fact that you got a disease from fooling with them and they told you everything was good. I need y'all to talk to me tonight. Own it. Own it. Own the fact that you feel like you wasted your 20s with them and wasted your 30s on that and wasted your 40s on that and wasted your own that, please. Own the fact that you feel like you don't even look as attractive as you used to be because you were fooling with them. Own it. Own the fact that your credit is shot now because you were fooling with them. Own it, own it, own it, own it. Got it? Own it. But I need to own it. Because when you own it, the devil can't use it against you no more. When you own it, the enemy can't use it against you. He taunts you with it now because you didn't own it. He taunts you with it. Look at you. Look at you. You're lifting your hands. You're giving to God. But look at that. No, 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 sucker. You don't get to use that against me anymore. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Now that we've owned that thing, we're doing what Jesus did. We're doing what Jesus did. What did Jesus do? Jesus owned it. He owned it. He says, my goodness, my friend is gone. He's gone. And I own it. I own it. But here it goes. But let me solve this problem. Come on. Let me solve this problem. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that we'd have your emotions about the situations that we deal with. We own whatever it is that made us emotional and how we felt as a result of that. We own it. And we will not let the enemy torment us with that. We will not let the enemy play us with that. We will not let our own emotions play us with that. And in Jesus' name, we own the reality of what it was. But we change what it's getting ready to be. Hey, Shay, I know. Oh, we change what it's getting ready to be in the name of Jesus. And we decree and declare that just like Lazarus, you spoke to Lazarus and you said, come forth. Father, we call us to come forth because the thing that was in the tomb was us. The thing that was in the tomb was us. So we call our best selves for it. Come on, put your name on the screen. On Uncommon and the Harvest Network, you say your name. We call us for in the name of Jesus. In the name of, come on, put your name on the screen. I'm going to call you for it. We call us for it because that's who was in the tomb. That's where the issue was. Father, we have your emotions about it. Now, Father, we own it and now we fix it. And what we do is we call us for it. We are not what we've been through. We are not what was done to us. We were not what happened to us. And in Jesus' name, please put your name on the screen. We call Tranisha for it. We call Ron for it. We call Danielle for it. We call Crystal for it. Come on. Whatever your name is, Stormy, we call you for it. Jelania, come for it. In the name of Jelania, come for it. Lisa, come for it. Come on. Put your name on the screen. Put your name on. Angela, come for it. Susanna, come for it. In Jesus' name. Brandy, come for it. Come for Beth. Come forward, come forward, Jamaica, come forward in the name of Jesus. Come forward and come forward now in the name of Jesus. And we declare that just like Jesus spoke 
He's told the grave clothes loose and let them go. Loose and let them go. We call Jamar for it in Jesus' name. Loose and let them go. Loose and let them go. What was binding you? Loose and let you go. Depression, loose and let you go. Anxiety, loose and let you go. Fear, loose and let you go. In the name of Jesus, and we declare that October 19th will mark a palpable difference. It will mark a palpable difference in your life, that today would be like a birthday for you, but you will remember this day where you own what was owning you, and you called yourself for it in the name of Jesus, and you called yourself for it in the name of Jesus. We have the emotions of God, which means we'll take our moment, we'll have our minute, but then we solve the problem. We solve the issue now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Can I get everybody? If you have not typed your first name on every social platform, please put your first name on the screen. Uncommon, I need you to say it. Harvest Channel, I need you to say it. Put your name on the screen. And I need you to mark this day, October 19th, 2020. Listen, you want to go spiritual? You want to go spiritual? You want to go spiritual? Let's go spiritual. Nine and one is 10. 10 is divine perfection. I go spiritual with you. So you in the, this is October 10th month. This is uh, the day you put those together. This is the 10th. God is perfecting those things that concern you. He's perfecting those things that concern you. He is perfecting those things that concern you because you have the emotions of God when you're filled with the spirit. And listen, this is not to say that you're not going to have another moment when something tries to come at you. Take your moment, handle it, solve the problem. You're a problem solver. God, make us problem solvers. Make us like you said in Proverbs, but the righteous will be bold as a lion. And we give you glory for that now in Jesus name. Wow. There's so much more I want to cover in prayer. Was this good or what? If you came in late, you have got to go back to the beginning and watch prayer from the beginning. Uh, prayer always blesses me. Wow, someone says, I needed this in this very moment because he's a very present help. He's got exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. God, he's exactly what we need, exactly when we need it. I want to pray um, one, two more prayers, all right? Guys, don't hop off yet. I know we're about a minute before we're supposed to be done. I just need you to stick with me. For many of you, I need you to like set this side, set aside this time on a weekly basis and let's spend this time together praying on all these different platforms we're on. Let's spend this time together praying. For many of you, this is the longest time of prayer you're going to pray all week. All right. And I'm not saying that to beat you up. I'm saying let's make it worth something. Let's make it matter. Got it? So set this time aside. Just like you would tell people. I remember a scandal used to come on Thursday nights and then how to get away with murder come on Thursday nights. And I would tell people, listen, I can't talk right now. I'm watching scandal. I can't talk right now. I'm watching how to get away with murder. What would happen to your life if you treated prayer that way? Come on. What would happen to your life if you said, oh, no, it's Monday at, at, at 7 o'clock. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Don't call me. Don't call me, Jackie. Don't call me, Darlene. Don't call me, Shirley. Don't call me. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'm in prayer. Don't bother me for that hour. I'm in prayer. Let me be for an hour. I'm in prayer. I am in a safe place. I'm hearing a word and I am praying. And that's what I got to do. All right. Somebody says, my alarm is set. Come on here. All right. Um, I want to pray um, two prayers. The first prayer is if you need that first experience to become a Christian. The second prayer is if you need to be filled with the spirit. The third prayer is if you need a refill. Again, please go back and look at the message so I, you can get all the teaching behind it. But we're going to do that, okay? We're going to do that. So, um, number one, if you need to become a Christian tonight, tonight, on any platform, if you need to become a Christian, 
Recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure you need the first experience where you're sealed by his spirit. So if you want to become a Christian, give your life to the Lord tonight. God loves you. He's not mad. He's not angry. He's not trying to beat you up. He's not trying to throw you down. Like literally, he loves you unconditionally. But Bishop, what about my issue? He died for your issue. So your issue isn't something to come between you and him. You become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. On the count of three, I need you to do the hand with emoji or say, it's me. On any social platform, if you're on the Harvest Channel or Uncommon Gospel, I need you to just raise your hand wherever you at. One, two, three. Respond right now. You need to become a Christian, Recommit yourself to the Lord. If you're not sure and you want to be sure, I need you to respond right now. Do the hand wavy emoji or say, it's me right now. Respond right now. Don't wait. Don't think twice about it. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel condemnation. Do not feel shame. I need you to respond right now. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. We will wait for you. I'm going to count down. Five. I'm waiting. Four. No guilt. No condemnation. No shame. Three. I'm waiting on you. Hit the button. No guilt. Two. We are waiting on you. I see you. Two, two. I'm waiting on you. One. Come on. Keep responding. Keep responding. While you're doing that for the sake of time, I need everybody, I need everybody to pray this with me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for dying in my place. Say, because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time, I need you to take out your phone. Uh, well, you're probably watching on your phone. And uh, text the word decision to 59769. I see your hand. I see you. D listen, don't wait to respond. Oh, I'm waiting on you. Come on. I see you. Text the word decision to 59769. Can I get a few of you to type that on every platform so that people have it, especially on the replays, guys? We need people to have it on the replays. I need to have people to have it on the replays. All right. Um, and I need you to put that on there right now. Just put that right on there. Text decision to 59769. You're going to send a text message with the word decision to the phone number 59769. I need you to send that text. When you do that, we're going to shoot your text right away. That's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle, not just a hobby. Last thing I want to do is for those that need to be filled with his spirit. And normally the scripture says in Acts 19 that hands need to be laid. In order for that, uh, uh, and in this moment, uh, what we're going to have to do is it's going to have to be digital. I'm going to pray that wherever you're at, in your home, I'm going to pray if you're on your job, wherever you're at, I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit would fill you right where you're at. And number two, for those of you who are filled with the Spirit, you need a refill. You need to go look at yesterday's message to understand why you need a refill. Life drains you. And it literally is like draining the spirit of God out of you. And many of you are like, I'm just so worn out because you need a refill. You're like, I'm just so tired. You need a refill. I'm just so stressed. You need a refill. Let's pray this prayer. Father, in Jesus name, for those father that need a refill and those that need to be filled with your spirit, I need everybody to pray this with me. Say, Father, in Jesus name, I ask you to fill me and refill me with your Holy Spirit. You said that if I asked that you would give, you said that if I requested that you would feel. And so in Jesus name, I need a refill and a fresh feel of your Holy Spirit right where I am at. In Jesus name, in Jesus name, right where you're at. I just want you to worship right wherever you're at on every platform. I know we're about five minutes over. We're almost done. I want you to worship on whatever platform you are on right now. Whatever platform you are on right now, 
I want you to worship. I want you to worship. And I need you to type it. Remember, this is digital. So we got to act like we're in the building. This is digital. This is digital. This is, I see your hand over here. This is digital. I need you to worship. Put a worship on the screen. Put a worship on the screen. Father, refill, refill us in our living room. Refill us laying in the bed. Refill us on the couch, God. I pray that when we get out of prayer, that Father, your presence would be so strong and so thick that we can't return to whatever it is we were doing before prayer began. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that when we log off, that you, Father, would fill in. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Last thing I want to do, guys, don't forget prayer on, or excuse me, church Wednesday night, seven o'clock. It's going to be amazing. And the message, oh my God, it's going to, I promise you, Wednesday night's message is going to be everything and some more. Last thing, if you want to sow into prayer, you can sow. Um, and I'm going to do it real quick because I'm going to release you so that, as a matter of fact, I'm going to release you so that you can let the spirit fill you wherever you are at. And you're just going to have you a moment. You're going to have you a moment. All right. If you want to sow in a prayer, you can sow. How do you do that? You can uh, go to harvestchurch.church forward slash give. You can do it that way. You can use the cash app, Bishop Foreman One, with the number one. Somebody was saying, Bishop, your cash app doesn't work. They cash app shut down the old one, Bishop Foreman. It's now Bishop Foreman One. On Harvest Church Give, you can use PayPal, Zelle, Venmo. All of those are hello at harvestchurch.church. Go to harvestchurch.church for us. Give. Bless what blesses you, especially for those of you who maybe you, you're on prayer with us, and maybe I'm not your pastor, Harvest is the church. You can still sow. You should sow into what blesses you. If you go to a restaurant and eat, even though that may not be your home restaurant or your normal restaurant, you would still sow into that, right? So I encourage you. The Venmo is hello at harvestchurch.church or Harvest Church Give. All right? I encourage everybody to go sow tonight into prayer. I believe in sowing. Uh, I believed in sowing before I was a pastor. Listen, never judge somebody's. Uh, so I was wondering what was wrong with cash yet. Right. The old one, Bishop Former One, they need to shut that down. In fact, I need my team. I need to email Cash App again. So I need who handles that for me. You know who you are. I need you to handle that um, so that we get Cash App to get that right. They need to delete that old one because they, they they just shut it down. They didn't tell us why they did it. They just shut it down. Uh, so we need them to delete that old one. But it's Bishop Omer with the number one is the Cash App. All right. Listen, Father, as we go from prayer tonight, fill us wherever we are at. Father, we're going to sow. And then as we after we sow, your spirit is going to flow. Oh, my God. We're going to sow. And after we sow, your spirit is going to flow. We are going to sow. And after we sow, your spirit is going to flow. Everybody sow and then let the spirit of the Lord flow your way. We thank you for it now in Jesus' name. I'll see you on Wednesday. I love you all. I love you. I really do. I love you so much. Thank you for all your birthday gifts and cards and emails. And you have no idea um, how that blessed me yesterday. So I love you. Have an amazing night. Sow and then his spirit is going to flow right where you're at. In Jesus' name. Go in the name of the Lord. Love y'all. Love y'all, love y'all, love y'all, love y'all. So let his spirit flow. Everybody go so and then let the spirit flow. Love you. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday to those who visit mickey d's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee 
Give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.